Hi, this is Joram with episode 7 of More Life. In this episode, Sharon, Rolf and I talk about defining your soul, courage and mental strength. Sharon is an essence and retirement coach, a behavioral scientist, an innovator, traveler, international speaker and empowerment facilitator and maximizer who believes there's a golden nugget inside everyone. I believe that too. She's also an author of the book Fresh Courage in Retirement, Finding Purpose, Essence and Fulfillment. We have a really nice conversation and I hope you'll enjoy it. A little bit about this podcast. More Life explores questions such as how can we feel more alive and how can we create more aliveness around us from a variety of perspectives. If that's something for you, join all the others and subscribe. Okay, Sharon, welcome to the show. And I would like to start simply by asking you the question, how do we create more life? How do we create more life? Like being alive, feeling alive? That could be one perspective, yeah. Um, I felt more alive once I connected with my inner spark or essence. And when I started living from what's inside of me, instead of outside of me, what everybody says about me, living by what is put inside of me at birth is my GPS system. And every day feels right and good and uh, proper, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe not always fun, but um, it's it's a feeling of having meaning and fulfillment. Getting feeling and fulfillment by following your own GPS. That sounds great. How did you find out that you have that GPS in you? I had, right after I retired, I signed up, well, the week before I retired, I started coaching school. And that was the first thing they taught us was um, how to, the the first class was called authentic presence. So presence is being in the now, in this moment, not in the past, not in the future, but right now, what are we feeling? And they also called it your true self. Mm-hmm. And um, after two days of working on our essence or inner spark, they had us stand in a circle and read our statement to each other. Wow. I felt like I'd never been asked to, to share my soul before. And a lot of us kind of choked up as we said it. And mine is, I am precious jewel of wisdom. I am colorful collaborator, motivator, and learner. I'm tranquil, authentic, and pure inspirer. I light fires. Mm, Feels pretty good. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. um, I think (laughs) coaching is, is an interesting journey. I know... I know that people do take coaching courses, not necessarily because they want to become a coach, but also because they want to get to know themselves better. 
And I have certainly gotten to know myself better by doing the cert- coaching certifications and, and also by coaching people myself. Um, and I really resonate with connecting w- with the true self or the inner spark or the GPS, however you want to call it. It's really important to me. Yeah, my transformation, um, well, in fact, that weekend, they, I, I told them a story. I don't know what brought, up, it, brought it up, but um, I shared with them that I was going to be on a birthday party the next weekend and that I was going to, I wrote my friend uh, a um, email saying I'm probably going to wear a hat to her birthday party. And um, she said, well, yeah, you'll probably be the only one. Well, there was three or four of us that wore our hat, but um, so the, the class the instructor invited me to bring it in. And so I, I brought in not only the hat I was going to wear, but also brought in one for each break. <laughs> so every time we took a, a break in class, I would put on a different hat just for, you know, a few minutes. But about six months later, I had this big epiphany transformation. Uh, I came back from break. And I slapped the table and stopped my foot and said, it's not okay to be invisible. Hmm. Well, those hats were kind of a subconscious expression of being wanting to be visible. It was peculiar because um, I don't wear hats a lot, but um, hmm. it, it, was, it was that uh, subconscious becoming conscious and acting out with the hats. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, that's very interesting. Just today, I, I sat down to write some posts for my LinkedIn. And one of them was kind of parallel to what you're sharing right now, which is from from a different perspective that every person is going through something. And you will probably never know what they're going through because they might not even know. And even if they do, they might not want to share it with you or not in entirety, in its entirety. So it is great if we can get better at accepting people, even if we don't understand them, because they have things going on that we know, that that I know at least, for sure. And the more we meet them with acceptance, the easier it will be for them to go through those things. And in your case, it was a a positive expression, but it could also be a more negative expression where someone is perhaps passive aggressive, for example. Yeah, what really helped me with with um, understanding that people are all going through their own thing is um, I started telling myself I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. And I've always been on a diet of some sort, you know, and so when I when I t- started saying I'm doing the best I can. I, it shut up that critical voice in our head. Hmm. And now it's easy to apply it to everybody else that you see on the sidewalk and in the store that are doing the best they know how. And um, it, what a, what a um, aha that was to give people a break and understand a little, you know, in a, in a distant way that, they're they're doing the best they know how. Mm. So us judging it doesn't help anything, and it and it helps 
us to respond in a more appropriate and loving kind of way. Yeah. Now, um, when it comes to expressing your true self, I have found it that um, some clients of mine and, and also people I have in contact with and myself as well included uh, might worry about what will happen if I actually do that, do express just the thing that, you know, I, I, I feel like doing. Well, what has really helped me, I, I do art blocks. And so I'm looking for my art block in just a moment that, that I really like. Brene Brown is, is um, a great writer and she talks about vulnerability. So what, what it sounds like you're talking about, Jorm, is vulnerability. You're afraid to be vulnerable. Well, her, mm -hmm. her saying that uh, really has helped me, but I, I modeled it even before I knew her saying, but it was vulnerability is the uh, ability to show up and be seen without any expectation of, re, uh, of the outcome. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is kind of sounds like a leap of faith that uh, you don't know what good it will do. But oftentimes, well, like, like um, I remember being vulnerable to my boss. I, I went into his office with one of these little art blocks that I made. And, um, and I kind of was saying, I was being curious to say, let's see where there's could there be art at work? Mm -hmm. And um, I, I was pretty scared because it was a total expression of me, myself, my talents. And um, so I was willing to be vulnerable. And then I lived to tell about it. <laughs> so when I'm vulnerable and you're vulnerable, Jorm, um, it and, and we, live the tell about it invites other people to do the same oh wow they didn't criticize him they didn't laugh at him they didn't um bully him they actually kind of accepted it. and so that's the magic of how being taking a risk can invite an unexpected outcome that is good for both people yeah yeah, that's true. I remember one very, very particular uh, moment when I was experimenting with this. I just want to be more present in the now and more present with what my desire is right now. And I went to a social gathering. I, I don't exactly know what it was, but it wasn't a bar, but it was during the day. So I, maybe it was like a birthday party or something like that. And I walked in and I saw everybody was like in conversation and I didn't feel like talking. So <laughs> I walk into a social setting and I notice I'm in here. I'm like right in the door and I don't feel like talking. And then I allowed myself to just be there in that spot and not do anything. So I stood there 
And I thought, I, like, part of my brain was like, oh, you're going to look so stupid standing there alone in the door, like a loner, like somebody who doesn't know what he wants. And I thought, no, but I know what I want. I just want to stand here for now. And then, like, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 20 seconds passed. And then, you know, my feeling changed. I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe I can go over to that person. I haven't seen them for a long time and, you know, strike up a conversation. And it felt so liberating because there was a lot of fear associated with just standing there and doing something that is socially not normal, let's say. Um, but I noticed that in my in my occasion, luckily, nobody cared, nobody noticed, or nobody noticed it as unusual anyway. And I had a good time. I'm um that doesn't trigger any idea for me, but but um owning I, I remember actually being in, in church a couple of times where I was going through some recovery work in classes and um I I knew I was hungry for a hug, you know, that expression of love. And so I f- figured out that if I gave a hug, I'd a hug <laughs> and um and that really you know and and I let myself feel it all the way down to my gut hmm. you know that um somehow it was healing for me even though they didn't need to know where I was at you know emotionally but um uh another and and that triggers that I was down here in town with um had dinner on a Sunday uh, with my uncle and his wife. And, um, afterwards I, I actually told him our family secret about the abuse that had happened. And he kind of validated that. And as we parted, uh, outside the restaurant, he gave me a big hug. And I said, this is the, the real kind of love, isn't it? Genuine. Mm. And the yeah. next week he was gone. Hmm. He, he had a trucking accident. That was his business was trucking. And um, his, uh, between the wind and the rain, um, it um, jackknifed his truck and he died in the accident. Wow. But that, that moment of validating me was just um, precious. I'll never forget that. Mm, I'm sure. I'm sorry to hear. Thank you. Yeah, I think oftentimes these darker things are avoided to be talked about, uh, can be abused, can be maybe less severe. Um, And I don't think I don't think that's helpful. Uh, I mean, from research, we know that it's not helpful in the long run. Might be helpful in the short run because if you just go crazy, if you're if you're having too many negative things on your mind, then that's not helpful. But in the long run, you got to face the negative emotions that uh, hold you back. Talked about it in class. Oftentimes, like we are holding a beach ball under the water. And it mm-hmm. takes so much energy to to keep these dark things hidden. Mm-hmm. 
mm. that um, we we are just invested in keeping the dark hidden. And of yeah. course, that's where the power of the dark is, 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 is hidden. Well, there's a wonderful feeling of getting it out. And women are especially good at this as verbalizing what's, <clears throat> um, there's a, a real healing and a, the word dissemination doesn't seem quite the right word there, but you're, you're getting it out to the light of day. Mm -hmm. And um, it loses its power. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's strange. It can sometimes be so simple and so quick that I wonder, wh why, have been, why have I been dwelling on this for so long? You know, I could have just said to somebody, to a good friend or to my partner, hey, I just want to share something and I need to get it out. Can you hold space for me? And then do it. And then, you know, five minutes later, done. Uh, processed mostly at least and you know i can i can go and uh live live on <laughs> i read something this weekend that was um i'm still kind of chewing on it and um she was talking about love uh looking for love you know out there mm -hmm. and and since she realized that love is everywhere hmm. everywhere And um, so that when you attract love, like I've never been married, so I, I want to attract love. But she said uh, that it comes to you when you recognize that love is everywhere. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still, so I, in my mind, I thought, well, all this um, sunshine brings free vegetation and free vegetation seems, sounds like love to me, you know, and keeping me, you know, something to eat. And um, and then the, the sunshine is also um, the light that keeps me healthy. Mm. And um, we've got air to breathe. So that sounds like um, a, a, a loving kind of gesture. And so even you and I, as we do our work, we're loving our world through our, the work of our hands. So um, I'm, I'm kind of wanting to explore more of... Um, every moment of every day feeling love is everywhere. So what do you think of that, Jerem? It, it is incredible once you can notice the love or the gratitude for the things that are around you. Um, we talked about it briefly before that if you, well, You brought it together with the concept of having mental strength and that recalling a warm memory can be really strong and really helpful. And I think now we're talking about more of about something that's in the present moment. Um, but regardless, it is simple if if you look at it that way to experience positive emotions. Because as you say, you know, if you recognize the things around you that symbolize love, symbolize care, then you experience positive emotions. If you recognize what you're grateful for in the moment, be it the air that you breathe, be it a flower, be it the sunshine, uh, be it that you have people looking after you uh, and caring for you, then you experience positive emotions. 
if you remember something, it's the same. Something positive, it's the same. Uh, I like to uh, step out on my patio here or my back porch and whistle at the birds. Mm-hmm. And I, I've gotten to kind of say, I think they're my friends. I don't know that they know me, you know, but they, I have a friend that's done some experiments with crows and putting out a, a couple of uh, slices of bread for the crows at 10 o'clock every morning and they're there waiting for the crow. So mm-hmm. I, uh, he knows those crows know him, you know? So yeah. I, when I whistle at him as they're going by my window, it's like, uh, hello, <laughs> these mm-hmm. girls. And um, I posted uh, something this weekend on how I like to um, get, I get my kisses from the dogs. I take biscuits to when I go on my walks, the dogs. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's, um, you know, so I, I, I take four biscuits with me and my goal is to come back with nothing in my hand and <laughs> trade them for the, the smiles that the dogs give me. And, um, I sometimes, well, when it's rainy days, there's not so many dogs being marked. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you find, where do you find love and gratitude on rainy days? Well, um, we have a thousand shades of green here and rain keeps our world green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't often walk on rainy days, but, um, we have big trees here, not skinny trees, but big trees that, that are, uh, kept alive and nourished by water. So, um, just like our bodies need water, um, if we didn't have the rain, we wouldn't have the water to drink. I, I would imagine if you take that, you know, far enough yeah. out to the extreme. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, true. We we live in a pretty dry region, so rain doesn't happen a lot. And usually um, when it, when it happen, happens, it is quite dramatic. <laughs> It's quite a lot at once, um, but it is it is true that the vegetation or the surroundings that are kind of gray, brownish uh, now, come spring and the rains in spring, it will all be green and and colorful, and it's so beautiful after spring or in in and after spring, and it's it's no comparison to how it looks like now. Yeah, transformation. Talk about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> hmm. So we've talked a lot about creating aliveness on the individual level. What would you say is a good way, or are good ways to help? Maybe one's community to feel more alive ah boy that's a little tougher um that well i was when i went to bed last night somebody had i just on facebook on this posting i put out there um i had had 300 likes or loves and over 100 comments and this lady said, she called me Earth Mama. And 
that's a pretty big title, you know, but they recognize something in, in my picture that I posted of me. And so every individual in our community brings something. And the, the way to bring aliveness in our community is to focus on the people that see a, a bright future instead of those that complain, 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 you know, because um, complainers are probably hurt people. You know, um, the, uh, I, I, I also recently did a, somebody suggested doing a time travel. Mm-hmm. And so I went back in my mind to some, a couple of the cases where my dad hurt me emotionally and um, decided I was going to rewrite the story about how much he cherished me and how much he spoiled me. And uh, I think I even went so far as saying that I was his favorite <laughs> and, and feeling um, big and, and uh, swelling with delight at the love the good love he showed to me in my imagination. Hmm. And one, it helped me let let go of the pain. I let go of the pain a long, long time ago, but to to um expand my sense of myself in my youth instead of being cringing and hiding. I mean this hat thing was part of hiding on purpose. So um I didn't get abused more mm-hmm. and so um i'm still i'm still reveling in being spoiled and cherished and loved and delighted in you know with my dad he never was able to express it that well to me and um i i want to uh, hold that memory as something that is uh refreshing to me and uh in our community it, um acknowledging what refreshes our spirit. I mean, oftentimes classes, there's so many classes in the community centers that are offered to help help people embrace um, new talent or new curiosity or possibilities. Um, and maybe even potential because we've all got potential that can be developed, I think. Yeah, I think... For me, it has to do a lot with connecting people in the right way. So connecting, for example, somebody who can offer such a guidance and the people who want to take that offer. Um, I Just the last four or five days, connecting is coming up every single day. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm kind of like, being an introvert that I need improving on connecting. So I'm kind of trying to challenge myself to pick up the phone and call somebody every single day. Hmm. Um, I, I haven't succeeded yet, but I'm aiming that direction. So, and with the same thing about how connecting makes us all healthier. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I run a men's group and it is very noticeable because it's all about connecting 
it's all about connecting and sharing and especially sharing things that men traditionally don't share that much like emotions and and have actually more de- meaningful conversations and it it makes a big difference we we had one man say this was more value this one hour was more valuable than months of therapy and i'm thinking it shouldn't be this way but i'm happy you're here it shouldn't be this way because ideally there would not need to be any men's group at all ideally you would just have the men that you have around you and your family and your friends that you can have those conversations with I mean, I founded the men's group also for the reason that I wanted to have that support. So um, I did not have that in my own life at that point in time. Uh, I uh, Last week, I, I put a posting on a Facebook group that was, um, there's actually a website now called um, Make Big Talk, not small talk, but big talk. Hmm. And um, she, she, this lady um, created a two, three minute video of asking strangers out on the sidewalk, you know, what do you want to do before you die? Hmm. And um, I think my response in that group was like 450 responses. And, and, but I love um, to help people think. So some of them just said, breathe. (laughs) or live well you're not thinking okay (laughs) but others said travel a lot of people said travel um a lot of people um said playing with their grandkids Hmm. you know so it was it was um educational refreshing to see the breadth of answers to that one question yeah and and i think i went on uh two three days later and asked uh wendy you um Oh, in fact, I'm mixing up some of the answers. What do you, uh, when do you feel most alive? Going back to your question, mm-hmm. you know, and it, that's especially where the grandkids came in. But mm-hmm. um, so I, uh, I think is thinking and asking deep questions is another way to stretch and grow in a, in a healthy kind of way. And f- the fact that you are <clears throat> helping men express their emotions is um i don't think women are very good about allowing the space for men to express them is that true too no i want to i don't want to get too personal <laughs> but it does ring a bell <laughs> okay. yeah um it, it has not been as easy for me to share with my partner, for example, as it has been around certain topics, as it has been with the men in the group. And uh, again, I think ideally there would be less difference. Um, But, you know, for now, for me, it's like this. And I'm pretty okay with it because I, I know I'm working on both fronts. Well, I, the book I just finished reading was What Really Works With Men. Uh-huh. Okay. And, it, and he really talks extensively about how men don't know how to express their emotions. There are doers and they're protectors and they're warriors. And mm-hmm. 
surface people. Mm. <laughs> they, they don't, <laughs> they don't go deep that much. And, and yet he says that they can be trained. Um, so I, I, it kind of challenged me to, to consider how would I help hear how men are feeling in my life. I don't, I don't associate close with, with any man at this point, but it, it's making me understand and change my expectations, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it's a problem that would have to be addressed already much earlier in education. You know, emotional intelligence, knowing emotions, knowing what emotions mean, uh, understanding them, having the words for them, is really important, but it's not something that I that actively learned at all. Um, you know, I, I did my bachelor's in psychology, and even then, you know, I we did not get a vocabulary of emotions, right? <laughs> and and I did not pursue that on my own either, because I did not, I don't know, think of it really. And you mentioned Brene Brown earlier in in her book, The Atlas of the Heart. She does exactly that. It's not a it's not a book like the others of hers where you can just read it through. Uh, it's it's more like a a dictionary, really, more than a dictionary. But it goes into emotions, explains what they are, how they feel, and then also explains why we have them. So you know, anger, for example, means um, there has been a breach of a boundary. And that's why we get angry. Now, suddenly, anger is not bad anymore. You know, I, I talked about negative, in quotes, emotions before, but emotions are not really negative in that sense. They're negative because they feel, they they communicate to us, I don't like this. But it's not the emotion we don't like. It's something that aroused the emotion that we don't like. So the emotion is not the culprit, is not the one to blame, the the situation that made the emotion come up is the one to blame if we want to blame anything. Have you shared that with your group? I have not. I have not. I should. Thank you. Because <laughs> yeah, now you're you're passing on that wisdom to to others. Because yeah. um, I have uh, a nephew that has actually been in anger management classes that I don't know. You know, he needs to learn anything or what he has learned. But um, yeah, that that is very significant mm. understanding. And I have not heard of Brene's Brown book on that. So I, I might look for that. Yeah, it is inside. It has been insightful for me to read through it. It is a slow process for me as well, because with every emotion, I am. Um, you know, English is not my native language, so I have to kind of think again and think like, okay, well, if it, if it's this in, in English, what is it in German? Is it the same? Is it different? Does it mean anything to me that it is different? Um, I So I actually had a conversation last summer with my therapist in Spanish, and we were talking about shame. And... I, I expressed an emotion to him. He said, okay, can you explain that? And I explained, and he said, that's not the emotion. 
to the, the, the description you just gave. So what do you mean? This is the emotion. I say, really? So yeah, this is the emotion that comes up when something like that happens. And I don't, I don't remember right now what it was, but it's like, oh, that's so interesting because I was not aware of it. My vocabulary was not as uh, refined as his, you know, which is good because, you know, that's why he was able to help me, but it does make a difference. And I think, you know, I, I'm on this journey and still pretty much at the beginning but it is an important journey to be able to express and it doesn't have to be with words for everybody but it, it doesn't definitely help yeah. words express what's in your heart right and as well yeah yeah so the if you're not feeling it um because to me, emotions aren't in your head or your mind. It's in your either your heart or your gut. Mm. And, um, you know, when somebody hugs you or cuddles, it's, it's, you feel it in your skin, in your heart, and um, in your spirit. And so if you're not recognizing those emotions, there could be a real numbness that you don't let yourself go there or appreciate it or you know some people have been hurt so much they just turn them off i've i've been asking myself quite often the last two years as um how do i love because since i've never had a partner um and and being an introvert i don't have a lot of connections and i've had to take that through several steps that well, I wouldn't have written my book if I didn't love. So I'm expressing love in a, in a tangible way with my world through my book. And um, when I do these uh, little art blocks, that, that's a, both I'm loving doing it, but it's also a way to help people think and ponder and maybe heal in uh, various ways because um, beauty goes into our brain and processes differently than words. Are you aware of that? Yeah. So, so like when you're, when you're looking at a beautiful sunset, you, you don't often think of words with that. You just let it into every cell of your being and into your spirit. But uh, so I, I like to, I like to combine words like explore possibilities and um, and combine that with something of beauty because it just, oh, it, it goes into our psyche in a little different way. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so interesting that you, in, in your book, Fresh Courage and Retirement, you, you focus specifically on people that to my knowledge do not get a lot of literature on those kind of topics yeah yeah i i think well okay the whole thing of being vulnerable and uh, taking a leap of faith takes courage everything in life seems to take courage uh to move forward to mm. be you know freely express our true self so so um i wrote the book 
to help more people in retirement look for a new purpose since you don't have to earn a check anymore, paycheck, and uh, make a boss happy and get to work, what is going to get you out of bed? Mm. And having a new purpose and a new courage to invest in your community, connect with um, all the various, at least one of the various ways of finding meaning and fulfillment. So volunteering in retirement is a huge thing for people to find a way to give back and to be connected and to um, meet a need. Um, I actually, just over this weekend after the posting I did with my picture, somebody asked me to mentor them. Hmm. And uh, I had never had anybody asked that before. And I'm not sure I handle it in the best way, but I did uh, explain to her the service I do provide. And um, I'm going to get back in touch with her and say, uh, you know, let's, let's have more of a conversation about what you want to be mentored about. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the, uh, I, I think of of, um, all the potential in retirement that um, all that free time is begging to be engaged uh, in a meaningful way. And um, I have a little, um, in case you need help with your imagining what could be possible, I have a little ebook that um, I sell on SharonRolf.com slash inner, no, future you, future dash you, I think I put it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, future dash you. Uh, to help you imagine, like one of the things I pointed out was maybe maybe it would tickle your heart to be able to touch all seven oceans in the world, hmm. you know, or maybe it would just tickle your heart to um, put some flowers and vegetation in a roundabout in your neighborhood street. I mean, as as simple and as vast as that. If you just sit in a chair for 24-7, you still can have a purpose. Um, there's, I hear that people are now being taught purpose um, in a dimension in Alzheimer's uh, communities. Mm-hmm. So anyway, again, mm-hmm. wound up with about fresh courage. Yeah, it's, it's an important topic. And, and I agree with you that courage is something that comes up all the time for probably most people. Um, I would like to ask you a question now. What, what's been the best change you've recently implemented in your life? Well, I'm still working on, and it's, it goes back to being Valentine's Day a little bit, but um, and, and um, trying to assimilate this whole thing about love being all around us is... Um, I lost my, lost my nugget. What else? Uh, oh, that, that, um, I think about people who are very successful financially mm-hmm. and how they always look so gorgeous and so perfect in their size. And so I'm saying, I'm trying to grasp, can I love myself more than 
I love overeating or dare say my chocolate. Now I'm pretty good about limiting my chocolate to uh, one or two pieces a day. Like I, Dunbar used to put out a, 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 like a Hershey's size thing and I just break off one little inch of a square on a daily basis. But can I love myself more than I love um, doing excessive eating? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still chewing on that one, but I, I do have a subconscious question I ask myself every morning. Um, why do I look incredibly beautiful, slim, and confident? I've got the confident down pretty good, but the slim, I think, is, in, is inviting me to love myself more, mm. my true self more than um, external things. It's, it's very interesting because you were talking about time traveling before. And I've done an, a visualization that helped me with snacking less. And it was a one-off visualization that made a big difference for me. I I just... <sighs> I I got into a meditation and I wanted to visit a moment in time that would help me not snack that much. Very very simple desire. I want to visit, you know, maybe it's in the past, maybe it's in the future. It doesn't matter. I want to visit a time um, where I probably see myself. That's what I expected. uh, That will help me not snack. And I, 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 I'm on a balcony watching myself walk out of out of the house onto the balcony eating peanuts. I, I like eating peanuts. I, I eat peanuts a lot. It's, it's, you know, a good snack. And I remember in that visualization, I just looked at it. It, it didn't look gross. It just looked normal. But it had a, had a distinct feeling of like, this is not good. And it was so easy for me afterwards to reduce my snacking. Interesting, because that hooks in with something I've kind of been becoming aware of, and aware is where their change starts, of how often when I come back from the grocery store, I want something to snack on on the, yeah. on the way home. Yeah. Why? In fact, one day I put the groceries in the trunk um, instead of you know, next to me on the seat. Oh, I can't snap now because <laughs> what a <laughs> high that was. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to bring our conversation to a close with the last question. What are you up to in the world right now? My option? What are you up to in the oh, world up right to, now? Up to. Well, I think we covered quite a bit of my recent. Oh well, I'm I'm in the process of bringing on people to um, prove my concept of teaching people how to do create their own essence statement, their own inner inner motivation spark 
Um, and uh, it's a 90-day program where I walk you through you acknowledging what's inside of you for um, that, that when you're living from that aliveness inside of you, that life flows uh, in a gracious and beautiful way because you're living from what matters to you. So that is the, the um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm needing to do the proof of concept with five or six people. And then we will be putting it online for, uh, well, we'll be doing group sessions where we are connecting with others who are also wanting to um, be more alive in their, from, from their spirit and soul. Okay, that's exciting. So I will put your contact details in the show notes and people who are interested, can they just send you a message then? Sure, sure. My email is Sharon at effortlessvitality.org, O-R-G. And uh, I'd love to um, help bring this to the world because I think it will change a lot of people. Yeah, great. Make the world a better place. Make Not just my community, place. but the world a better the place. <laughs> great. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jerem. Thank you for listening. If you got something out of this podcast, share that with your friends or colleagues or even with me by sending a message on my socials. Subscribe to get notified about new episodes and leave a rating or comment in your app to help others find more life. If you have requests for future topics or suggestions for fitting guests, email me at jerem at emergetoprosper.com. In the next episode, Leanne and I will talk about plant gratitude and delegation to improve life. Thanks again and hopefully until next time.